0: Spencer, so you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal.
1: Whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away.
0: It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy and Colin McLaughlin.
2: Good afternoon and welcome into this Monday, August 21st edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer his Verzilini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us along with Dylan Bishop. Uh, it is football, high school football week. It kicks off in the Mountain State this week. No Thursday night opener like we're used to here in the Panhandle. Uh, but we will get things going on Friday night at Musselman High School Waldack Field as they take on uh, John Handley out of Virginia. But, guys, here, as we count down to football, we've got three more episodes of EPAC All Access. That we do. That we have to air. Tonight, it'll be Washington. Tomorrow, or excuse <coughs> yeah, tonight's Washington. Tomorrow, Spring Mills. And then uh, Wednesday will be Martinsburg, the extended episode for the Martinsburg Bulldogs uh, but guys, it's it's been an exciting time to get around to all these camps and see things going on. I think we have a better picture of what the EPAC going to look like in football, at least to start off.
3: It's the most wonderful time of the year, football season. Gotta love it. It's true. It's Still hot outside,
4: though.
5: I'm still waiting to have it feel like football season when it comes to temperature outside. But don't no, feel it definitely like
4: football season. Uh,
5: definitely still excited that football is here. I was hoping to have two games this week like we typically do because we usually had the thursday friday games and we already knew that there was going to be no thursday game but we were still going to potentially originally up until we were told we couldn't for the flow sports contract to martinsburg's week one game saturday to still have two games but only one game this week for us on talk radio wrnr tv 10 and wrnr tv on youtube and it should still be a fun one between musselman and john hanley
2: Yeah, it definitely should. John Handley's coach, Jake Smith, the former Sharando head coach, so we know a lot about what he did at Sharando, because, especially the EPAC knows Sharando because they seem they seemingly up until this year have played almost every EPAC school, not every EPAC school, but their out of conference games seem to be the EPAC schools like Jefferson. uh, I think Musselman played them and Martinsburg, so I think you had your three out of three of your out of conference games. We're EPAC schools, so, I mean, a lot of the EPAC knew about what Sherando did with Jake Smith as their uh, coach. We'll break that down more later this week, but, guys, the uh, power rankings have come out for Metro News, and uh, they have the reigning class AAA state champion as number one. Uh, They return, obviously, quite a few guys from their team, but they did lose quite a few guys, and then they have Martinsburg at number two. Uh, How do you guys think Martinsburg gets put on at two obviously they if you just did it based upon last year's standings they wouldn't be two but the fact that they're at two Huntington still gets a respect from winning last year's state title
4: yeah I mean I think that's fair considering the Highlanders did beat the Bulldogs last year so last time they met it was a win but Huntington does lose Gavin Laka which is obviously a huge part of their team from last year's squad Um, he'll lose a few other guys as well so I think overall Martinsburg probably has a better team than Huntington heading into the season, but I understand giving them the respect as the defending state champions, putting them at number one and then Martinsburg at number two. I think it's fair, but I disagree with it, and I think overall Martinsburg will be a better team. I understand the ranking.
3: Yeah, I kind of am thinking along the same lines as you pretty much, Nick. I I think it makes sense for Martinsburg to be at number two because they didn't win the state championship, but you kind of expected them to based on last year and you know, once there was a team that knocked them off and went all the way you kind of say, all right that's your number one and it's it's a preseason ranking so you're going off of last year now yeah if we're projecting more i'd say you still put martinsburg as that favorite uh, with coach walker coming back murphy clement now a quarterback yeah
2: and uh, looking at the rest of the teams three through Hurricane at 3, Bridgeport at 4, Midland at 5, Parkersburg South at 6, George Washington at 7, Morgantown 8, Jefferson comes in at number 9, 10 is Spring Valley receiving votes. You have Wheeling Park receiving 29, Musselman received 24, Princeton received 10, University 3, Hedgesville received 2, Parkersburg, Spring Mills, and Woodrow Wilson all received 1, so Uh, essentially receiving votes and on the list every school in the EPAC but Washington
4: yeah that's not too surprising I mean we know that this area has a lot of competitive football and I think you could make an argument for Jefferson being a little bit higher uh, considering they you know had a good run last year beat Spring Valley I, I wouldn't be surprised if you would put them over Morgantown just based off of last season but you know, and I'm sure the Mohegans have a lot coming back, so that may be why they're ranked there. And then I think you could make an argument for Mussman being in that ten or nine spot as well. But um, I think it's, it's a solid first ranking, and we don't have much to go off of right now. And and trying to rank preseason high school football, you know, I can't imagine it's too easy. I mean, just trying to figure out the yeah. top six teams around here is pretty tough. So uh, a lot of it's based off of you know program what you did last year, what you've been doing and who we know is back, who are the big names across the state that you know are back. I think that's probably uh leading to a lot of those teams being in the top 10 and where they are.
5: Yeah, I agree. It's a pretty solid preseason ranking to still see two of the Epac teams in the top 10 and a majority of them represented uh for the rest when it comes to votes. I wouldn't be surprised if later on in the season we see maybe one week for teams from the area be awesome to see five if not all six in the area in the top 10 that's a probably (laughs) impossible dream but it'd be cool i can realistically see at least one maybe two weeks four of them and then the last week of the season probably see three in the top 10 so that's just Maybe. my yep. take on it and i agree when it comes to martinsburg being number two you got to give respect where respects due for huntington being the defending state champs so you got to put them number one but martinsburg if you're looking down the road probably have the
3: better season i think it makes sense to see cabell midland at five and Parkers, uh, parkersburg south at six considering uh, as was mentioned last week when we talked to eric little that the quarterbacks switch spots there. Robert Shocky went from Park South to Cabell Midlands, so now Cabell Midlands uh, coming into the season ranked one step, one spot higher than Park South. I think that makes a lot of sense without knowing the rest of the returning players or changes that may have happened between those two teams.
2: Yeah, and I think obviously we'll have more to come with our high school football coverage. Uh, if you want to catch the first three episodes of EPAC All Access, we started uh, with Hedgesville. Hedgesville is posted on our YouTube, then Jefferson, and then we had to re-upload Musselman. We had a little technical issue with the mic up, but it is back up as of Saturday morning. Shout out, Colin, for coming in and fixing it.
5: You're welcome. And uh, if you for some reason can't find it on youtube they will be re-airing right after this show at one o'clock on tv 10
2: yeah also because you had to come in and redo mm-hmm. essentially mic'd up from scratch there was some bonus footage added to the muscleman
5: yeah i added a few minutes to the muscleman one as a sorry for
2: messing up the first time <laughs> <laughs> but again I tonight
4: your apology thank
2: tonight 8 p.m wrnr <laughs> tv on youtube tv 10 you can catch the washington epac all access then tomorrow you can catch the Spring Mills at eight PM on TV Ten WRNR TV on YouTube, and then on Wednesday you you'll be able to watch the Martinsburg one. Uh, I'm anticipating that to be close to an hour and twenty thirty minutes. Just I because I
5: said the Martinsburg one's going to be a
2: movie. Yeah, it'll be like a docu series. It'll be like the the same length as the Johnny Football doc at this rate. <laughs> just for time-wise because of all the people we're interviewing. Uh, But that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Ken Parsons, Ford, and Martinsburg, they became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more on the side of this break. We will talk some Shepherd football as we were out at Media Day in the scrimmage on Saturday. Uh, notes from that, as well as we'll hear a clip from new starting quarterback Seth Morgan. You're tuned into the Sports Mix on Talk Radio, WRNR, and TV 10. Back in two minutes.
6: I, I can buy myself flowers.
0: Here's to the grown-ups. Your car is now your office, stage, nursery. Sorry, ensuring it shouldn't be a headache. Erie, number one in the nation for highest satisfaction with the auto insurance purchase experience six years in a row. And with Erie, you get your own independent agent, not a giant corporate call center or some online robot.
6: You meet with a real person like this. Your local Erie agent in Martinsburg is Smallwood and Small Insurance. Get a quote at smallwoodandsmall.com.
2: Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio, WRNR, and TV 10. Spencer, Nick Colin, and Dylan, happy to have you with us this past Saturday with Shepherd Football Media Day at uh, Ram Stadium and uh, Jason in the Student Center, right? Is that what it is, Dylan?
3: Yep, Student Center, store, ballroom, upstairs.
2: There you go. That's what it's called. I couldn't remember what it was called, but store, ballroom, we were there. For Media Day luncheon, we got to hear from Coach McCook to talk about the Talk about team ninety four this year as well as uh get to talk to some players and watch a little bit of a scrimmage. Nick as the Shepherd broadcaster, what was your uh what did you take away from Saturday?
4: Well, I liked a lot of the things I heard, um, from Seth Morgan. Yeah, you know, he's a confident guy, it seems like, and I think that's important when you're talking to a quarterback. You know, I think if they come in with some confidence and uh, seemed to know the game pretty well, and you like what I, I like what I heard from him. Um, you know, talking to Dwayne Grant, I'm obviously a high-energy guy. I think the defense is going to be fantastic this year. Uh, they may be, you know, better than the offense and the strength of the team. From what I saw, uh, I thought the kicking game, James James Bozick stood out to me as the guy that looks to be leading the way in the kicking competition. Yep. And then the offense didn't see a ton from what I was able to stick around for. Um, but the defense looked great, which, you know, I think is going to make this offense better. They're not going to see a defense like that. Uh, so if you're at the scrimmage and had some concerns, they're not going to see a defense like that for the majority of their games this season. Till the playoffs. Maybe, I mean, maybe Cutstown, maybe Westchester. I don't want to disrespect those teams. I think they have pretty good programs. But I think for the majority of the season, they're going to not see another defense that good. So I think – If you walked away a little bit concerned about the offense, um, take that into account. And I still think this team will be pretty good. But they do have some offensive line issues right now. We know Wyatt Peltz dealing with an injury. It looked like Ty Lucas suffered an injury on Saturday. So there's some concerns up front now which weren't there before, uh, which if those concerns carry over into the regular season, it could be um, a little bit of a slow start for the offense this year.
3: Yeah, I think uh, my main takeaway from the day was, man, the Ramsden Dining Hall got some new, <laughs> nice seating in there. A lot of bright uh, white chairs and, and tables now. A bunch more seating. make make fit more, a lot more people in there. And How also football. Yeah. Um, anyway, I mean, it's a Tall scrimmage. How, there's a scrimmage. There's only so much that you're going to actually controlled take away. Controlled scrimmage as well. Yes, yeah, controlled. And there's only so much you can really, you know, a guy has two good plays and be like, wow, this guy's amazing. It's a, it, You can't. You know, make sweeping judgments and calls based on what you see in a scrimmage. But yeah, the offense struggled against the defense a little bit, than from we saw early on, first from the first team. Uh, The I do agree with you with who seemed like the best kicker out there. But yeah, the defense should be. It's kind of a weird flip. Like we have really high expectations for the defense and question marks about the offense when that's not been the case last three four years. So it'll be interesting. This is see how it develops. I, I kind of, listening to Coach McCook talk about the guys that they have on offense, it sounds promising that they've had wide receivers step up in camp and look really good. Uh, we talked to Wyatt Pelicano, who we're going to have...
2: We're not making that yet.
3: Yeah, what we talked to him just off the air about what we were talking about the training camp, guys that looked good in training camp, and he noticed some wide receivers that have stepped up and and they're getting a lot of talk in camp that haven't even suited up yet. Like yeah, there's guy there's I like one or two guys that haven't suited up because of injuries to say hey, when this this guy's really yeah. good. When we see him, he's going to be electric.
2: I think the whole thing is like we Shepard's receiving core from this year to last year, there's only really I think two returners that saw any time, Cam Dorner and Rodney Dorsey. So there's not a lot to go off because there's so much turnover in that room from team 93 to team 94 that you had a lot of questions and Nick asked that uh, to Seth Morgan and here's Seth Morgan's thoughts on you know who could compete at receiver this year.
4: Well, certainly Jeremiah Taylor. I think he's gonna have an amazing season. I don't want to throw too many numbers out there, but I think he's, you know, capable of doing a thousand plus yards receiving. Just his explosiveness, his speed, his ability to go for the ball. Barry Hill, very smart player, knows where to be all the time, sure hands. And then Rodney Dorsey in the slot, you know, a veteran guy, knows where to be and uh, you know, very reliable receiver.
2: And so you hear that uh Jeremiah Taylor, I believe, transferred a transfer from Fairmont State. Barry Hill is a transfer from West Virginia State University. And then, obviously, Roddy Dorsey, everybody knows him. He was a big a proponent in the kickoff and uh, punt returns last year, correct?
4: Yeah, ended up getting a lot of run at wide receiver toward the end of the year because Shepard had so many injuries at that position. And Dorsey played pretty well. Um, I think he'll be good for the Rams this season. Obviously, he started his career at Towson English college football since 2017. So, you know, he has... A good feel for the game you would think at this point and he's been with Shepard for a while as well I think since 2018 so um you know excited to see how this team comes together I think Malachi Brown did look good when I was able to see him in the backfield I thought he looked pretty good at running back
2: and he's going to be one of those guys we're going to see that's going to come out of the backfield and take a lot of catches as well probably
4: yeah I would presume he'll pretty much come in and fill the Ronnie Brown role and yeah yeah do his best to emulate that kind of player and I think he could be as dynamic as Ronnie was back there which is you know something that sounds kind of crazy because of how explosive Ronnie Brown was I mean the man is ridiculous as we all know and uh, we'll have to wait and see how Malachi fills that role but I think Malachi will be a big part of the offense I think the question will be who will be the backs behind him because he's not necessarily built like a bruising running back or anything like that so i don't think you could see him getting 20 carries a game uh but you know 10 to 15 carries and then somebody else come in and and spell him and who's going to be that guy i'm excited to see and in between the tackles as well so look like dylan said it's a controlled scrimmage there's not a whole lot to take away um but it's exciting to hear about these things now. Can we see it week one when they take on Southern Connecticut State when they actually are playing real football, I think, will be the key.
2: Yeah, and uh, Dylan kind of let the cat out of the bag a little bit because people could presume what they want to presume here. You
3: don't know where that sentence is going.
2: I mean, I, I do because I, know, I, just I know what it, it is. But, I mean, we might as well announce it now. Uh, we will not have what we had last year with Tyson and Travis on Monday nights. Uh, but we wanted to keep the theme of talking to to a player every week on a show. And uh, we got the go-ahead. He was all in. so on Wednesdays at 1230, he, right here on the Sports Mix, on Talk Radio, WRNR, TV10, 10, TV10 10 on Facebook, it'll be Wyatt Wednesdays with with offensive lineman Wyatt Pelicano. Uh, it should be a good time. We're going to start, actually, this Wednesday. He was up to starting this Wednesday, so we're going to start this Wednesday. It's going to be a fun 15 minutes of radio.
3: He's an entertaining Only guy.
2: Only 15? Yeah.
3: We can probably go along.
2: 20, uh, 30. It depends on the day. He's a busy guy. He's a student and an athlete. So I'm trying to – I gave him 15 (laughs) minutes, and I think he wants that 15 minutes, but it should be a fun
1: time.
5: Yeah, for those that might not know him, you're probably just thinking, "Ah, a lineman, why why do we want to hear from a lineman? But his football IQ from when we talked to him is out there. He's very knowledgeable about the team, excuse me, is what I'm trying to say. And then, of course, as you guys have already said, he – funny guy, fun guy, very energetic and loves to talk so if, if you follow in, the, you'll the, learn a lot
3: if you follow the shepherd football uh instagram account and watch the stories you're already familiar with a version of Wyatt wednesday because he they give him the social media account for the entire day every wednesday yeah,
2: I, I, that hasn't happened since last semester so we'll see if the social media team is up yeah, to during it this football year.
3: season it, at least they did so yeah,
2: we'll see uh but this should be fun time coming wednesday starting on wednesday at 12 30 throughout the entirety of the shepherd football season uh, depending on the week, you know, he might even come in studio for for one. I don't know. We'll have to figure out his schedule. it was planned to just be a phone call, but you know, you never know. He could wind up in studio for a show. It's a short-handed, pretty handed yeah. he
4: could co host the show.
3: <laughs> yeah. Noon to, noon to one Monday, Wednesday, Friday is a pretty uh pretty regular class time over there. See, Shepard, he
4: doesn't so. have a
2: class.
3: Okay, there, talk that's to true. He probably he wouldn't was, talk to us at all if, yeah. it, if it was if he was in class. But I guess if he had one at like one,
2: he's got a one fifteen class and he gets out of class before twelve, right before perfect. twelve. So
3: okay, then I was the, like, in that case, maybe he would have time to come in studio.
2: I was like, this is perfect, and he goes, yeah. Uh, but uh, it'll start on Wednesdays at 1230. It's going to be a fun season with Wyatt Pelicano for Wyatt Wednesdays right here on the Sports Mix, only on Talk Rated WR our TV 10 and the TV 10 Facebook page. But guys, before we turn the page to talk professional sports with the Rams connection, uh, Colin, a former Martinsburg football player turning some heads at WV football camp.
5: Yeah, he uh, was featured from uh, Blue and Gold Sports, I believe. Amanda Trenone um, had a story on him,
4: interviewed. Do you want to say who uh, he is? You're just saying the pronoun. That's true, yeah. Hudson Clement. It could have been Camp Shalice. But Hudson Clement is
5: uh, turning heads at camp. And I'm trying to quickly pull up the uh, big comment that so I can have it word for word and not just paraphrase it from... Uh, coach that gave him high praise here if i can quickly find the article i know it's from a few days ago so it's the uh yeah i'm just trying to find the here's the exact quote by the time he's an older guy i wouldn't be surprised if he is the guy so that's some high praise for hudson clement only in his second year at wvu uh preferred walk on last year that got redshirted and it goes on later in this uh Interview with Golden Blue Nation. I accidentally said Golden
2: Blue Sports. So I was pretty close there, but um, here you want you know what? Let's just play the audio from this feature. That works. It's a minute and twenty nine seconds. Not too long.
6: The high school football scene here in the state. Then I'm sure the name Hudson Clement rings a bell. And if not. Well, here's all you need to know. In 2021, in the AAA state title game, the Martinsburg product set the Super 6 record with eight touchdowns and scored them in just about every way possible. Clement was also named the state's Gatorade football player of the year that season after finishing with more than 1,700 receiving yards and 23 touchdowns as a senior. Two years later, Clement is turning heads at WVU's fall camp.
2: He's made significant strides.
0: From the spring to the summer till now. And I think a lot of people can second that. Um, He's extremely athletic, he plays hard. Uh, there's a role on his t- on this team for him, and he's going to continue to grow. And by the time he's an older guy, I would not be surprised if he is the guy. You know, he's I, I love that kid. Um, I love all the kids, but especially him, just because of um, what he brings every single day. He's always got a smile on his face, and uh, he-, he plays hard. And guys that can play hard is the guys that you want playing for you.
6: Now Clement redshirted last season, and according to position coach Bilal Marshall, eight to nine receivers will see game action this fall after the high praise he's been earning this month it seems clement will have his spot in that rotation that's the latest on the mountaineers here in morgantown i'm angelica turnone
2: so wboy sports and blue and gold gold and blue nation excuse me with that feature on hudson clement uh pretty cool that uh you know he is a guy that's going to get in the rotation
4: at least it seems that way, it I seems think. that way early on uh but definitely exciting um to hear that stuff coming from camp and about hudson clement uh a guy that if i'm being honest i i wasn't sure if wvu was a great move because i wasn't sure if he would get playing time but if he's now you know playing well and earning his spot and obviously he wanted to go out there and prove that he deserved a scholarship um offer from the mountaineers you know i think it's great for him and and hopefully he does get that opportunity to one day shine there and play a big role because we know how talented he is and what kind of hard worker he is so he's he's done that and uh hopefully we get to see him a little bit this season by
5: the sounds of that i think we will if it's a 9 receiver that's a lot of guys
2: but but when you think about it the guy gets hurt i mean the receivers i feel like they can tweak a hand like there's a lot of things that can happen in the season i mean i remember covering marshall i feel like we had to go nine ten deep sometimes yeah maybe in college you know sometimes it's just whoever they ride the hot hand it's your starters and then whoever's kind of the guys in the middle can can get in at any point
3: yeah i mean in some ways it if not eight or nine feels like a lot but a lot of times these guys are split up in three different positions x receiver z receiver y receiver, y receiver in the slot so maybe you know he might be technically the eighth guy on the roster and that's but what he I was might about be A ac- third x receiver because
5: we got it earlier this month the preseason depth chart and i believe he was the backup z receiver so yeah, there you go Nine guys probably put him in that eighth or ninth spot, but as a red shirted guy last year, so still has four years eligibility. There's also six. We could see him dress for all home games, which is also a 16
2: change. wide receivers on the roster. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. They're going to red shirt some guys, obviously, yeah. that are true freshmen. Uh, as well, it's just some guys that might not see playing time, but the, the pure fact that he's going to see playing time is huge. I mean, you look at this wide receiver room. I think you know you already know some of the big players that are going to see play, playing time. Grayson Malachovitz, the Spring Valley guy, uh, EJ Horton, a transfer from Marshall. I would expect to see some time. Uh, you know, then I don't really know where it goes after that. Gallagher well.
3: There's going to have to be some the freshmen, some guys who step up. Like Hudson could be one of them into the, the void that Bryce Ford Wheaton's leaving. So yeah. uh, he there's no reason why it couldn't be him to step up.
2: Yeah, but time will tell. Uh, first WVU game is, what, under two weeks away at Penn State. Wouldn't be surprised if you see uh, Hudson get in. I mean, I'll, if he's going to be one of those eight or nine guys, you would think he's on the travel squad. You would think, but we don't know yet. Obviously, I hope so. And then, if not, he's probably going to see some a lot of time in that Duquesne game.
5: I hope he if gets WVU to be on the travels, handles it. I've been saying that he's going to get the game-winning catch at Penn State. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be wild sometimes.
4: All right, I'm not we'll, laughing at Hudson catching yeah, a touchdown. No, I'm laughing no. at the idea WVU winning these yeah. teams.
5: <laughs> Marshall beat Notre Dame somehow.
4: Yeah, Marshall's a better program. Recently, they were in a bowl game last year review wasn't.
3: Fair enough. I plead the fifth.
4: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that will
2: do it for this segment of the Sports Mix brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just the appliance store. Any longer, get your Traeger grills at Orsini's at 360 Hack Wilson Way or online at Orsini's.com. we come back, we'll talk NFL. Uh, Could it be TB2? TB 2 the backup quarterback for the QB2. for the Chicago Bears. TB seventeen could be TB QB two in Chicago. We'll talk about that on the other side of this two minute break. Plus uh, Steelers play over the weekend. Commanders Ravens go at it tonight on on the uh, Monday night football ESPN preseason broadcast. We'll talk about that on the other side of this break. <laughs>
6: I'm going to watch you smoke the whole pack. (laughs) Shut now and save at Orsini's today. Have you been smoking?
2: Uh,
6: I can smell it. Hickory. I'm going to watch you smoke the whole pack. (laughs) Shut now and save at Orsini's today. The WV Hospitals East Foundation is excited to announce the inaugural Dr. Frank Sabato Jr. Pickleball Classic to be held on Saturday, September 23rd at the W. Randy Smith Recreation Center in Inwood. Join us for a fun round-robin-style pickleball tournament with start times at 8.30 and 10.30 a.m. Awards ceremony and lunch will follow. To register as a player or sponsor, call 304-264-1223 or go to wvmedicine.org backslash berkeley backslash giving to download the registration form.
5: Hey, it's Colin McLaughlin here, your play-by-play voice of Martinsburg Bulldog football. Kickoff for the 2023 Bulldog season is almost here. If your business wants to be a part of it, now's your chance. With thousands of viewers every Friday night, your business can win too by advertising with us. Email me at colin at wrnrtv.com or call our office at 304-263-6586 right now. Don't wait, otherwise it'll be too late. Let's go Bulldogs now back to the
0: sports mix with spencer and nick on talk radio wrnr 106.5 fm am 740 and tv 10 games last year for the colts on third down bajet gonna look to run Bajant dives and scores touchdown chicago and an extra point away from tying this game before halftime
2: Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick Collin, and Dylan, happy to have you with us. That touchdown, Tyson Bajan's first NFL touchdown, and I watched his press conference after. Did you notice what he did after he scored the touchdown? Yeah, I watched the press conference, so I know what you're talking about, but I'll allow them if they don't. Uh, Inform me. He spiked the ball like for the first time in his career ever. He's never spiked a football after a touchdown, like what he said in his press conference.
3: I guess it makes sense, because usually the guy, his touchdowns are being thrown to someone else in the end zone. Well, that and He's right for really some celebrate. touchdown, though.
4: You can't celebrate. NCAA. That's yeah.
2: true.
3: Yeah.
4: But uh, Tyson
2: Bajan, we had heard from his brother Ezra Bajan on Saturday that he was going to see the second and third quarter. Well, guess what? He led a 17-play, 92-yard drive where he went 9 for 10, 76 yards, capped it off with that touchdown run. Uh, when they, I think it was nine and a half minutes taken off the clock in the second quarter. Uh, and they didn't need to see any more. And there is now a battle, essentially, for quarterback two for the Chicago Bears. Justin Fields' spot is safe, obviously, a quarterback one. But uh, P.J. Walker has just not had a good preseason at all. And
3: Tyson's coming for his job. Yeah, I think the reason why he only played the second quarter is because typically what you actually get in preseason is coaches will say not quarters. You're gonna they won't say you're gonna play this many quarters or minutes. You're gonna play this many plays. You're gonna get this many reps. So a 17 play drive, they probably said you know 20 plays, and that's how much you'll get, which you normally would take two quarters, but it only took one with the yeah. when you get 17 on one drive. And yeah, he looked great. I mean. He's really stepped up and been able to put himself right in that conversation with Walker and Nathan Peterman. And P.J. Walker, like you said, has not looked very good for how much money they gave him to be the backup. But it's entirely possible that he still ends up being the backup with his his track record of having been in the NFL for multiple years, having started having played in actual games before. But I think at this point, you have to say that Tyson's the favorite to be on the roster if nothing else i think nathan peterman is the favorite to get cut right now
4: yeah even though peterman's probably played better than walker as well um i do think tyson with his one thing he has going for him is he is a rookie uh so the fact that he's looked this good i think the bears probably look at it and say well we can develop this guy we already kind of know what nathan peterman is and we already kind of know what pj walker is Uh, The only thing is Walker's a little bit more similar to Justin Fields in a lot of ways, so that probably is what gives him a slight edge over Tyson. He has some of the same characteristics as your starting quarterback, so if he were to go down, the offense doesn't really change. I don't think Tyson is quite the runner that Walker would be or the runner that, of course, Fields is, so you would have to change the offense a little bit and completely take, not completely take out the running because Tyson can run, but you would take out most of your... Like option any, type plays.
3: Yeah, any design runs or read options.
4: Yeah, so that that probably gives him an edge, but I do think Tyson has an edge in terms of he's young. Uh, you don't know, maybe you got a steal here, and uh, he can develop. So it looks like, you know, just based on these first two preseason games, that Tyson's at least going to have some sort of NFL career that lasts more than a few weeks, and he's going to be on a team this year and probably get a good chance next year to be on a team uh, so,
3: and I think if the Bears try to cut him with the idea of putting him on the practice squad, that's not going to work out. <laughs> no, because are with the way he's played so far in the preseason, with only one game left for him to, you know, lower the bar for himself, if that were to happen, that some teams gonna see from the game that he just had uh, this weekend, they're gonna pick him up for to be their third quarterback. That if that else. part
2: of me was maybe why you also didn't like try to throw him in there for another quarter and then let Peterman have the third. Like, you know, they let Peterman have the third and fourth quarter. Well, I feel like most of the time your your young quarterback is going to get, the, you know, the, the last two quarters usually, I feel like. But they didn't need to because they didn't want him. They don't want to lose him. Uh, Head coach Matt Eberflus had this to say about Tyson's development since he first came in during rookie minicamp to now.
1: First of all, he's very smart. He can whip the plays, you know, rip them off, and he's, he knows it in and out. So he's he can chunk in a lot of information. That's very important as a quarterback to be able to process that. So I can see that in the classroom when I'm in there with the quarterbacks. Then the functional intelligence, being able to get out there and the walkthroughs and be able to actually do the process of it. And then now he's got to put a good step forward, you know, in training camp and also today.
2: So, obviously, he's got high expectations for him as – I think Tyson has the most expectations for himself, but also we knew all along, and Tyson Bajant said this on the airwaves right here on Talk Radio W R on our TV Ten so many times. You give me and the you put let me put my foot in the door, no one's taking it out. He and is he's doing exactly that right now.
3: Right, uh, according to Pro Football Focus, who watches every have someone watch every game and grade every player in every game. Has him as the fourth highest graded quarterback of the preseason in the entire NFL. So all of the quarterbacks that have played in the preseason so far, he has the highest grade, like 91.4, I want to say, which is out of 100, if I remember correctly. So, yeah, he, I mean, 9 for 10 passing, it doesn't get much better than that. And he only had one in completion in the first game as well, or I think he might have had two.
4: No, he was 4 for 5.
3: Okay, there you go. Yeah. So, yeah, he's, what's that add up to? That's uh, 13 for 20. 13 for 15? 13 for 15. That's really high. Like 13 for 20. Like. Yeah, that'd be a little low. That'd still be high, but, you know, yeah. a little lower than what it actually is.
2: Yeah, and he got uh, the recognition on ESPN. Uh, ESPN has a story posted from, uh, I believe, Saturday night from Courtney Cronin. I believe might be the uh, Bears beat reporter for them. I think so. Uh, she's the title. The headline says D2 star Tyson Bajant making push to be Bears backup quarterback.
3: So, yeah, he was when Eberflus was asked about the the backup QB battle in the press conference, he basically and was asked specifically does Tyson have a chance to be that guy? He basically said it's it's an open competition. You you would have you would be stupid to be closed-minded about who the backup could be. That's basically what it was. And
2: quote, I think everything's open right now. I really do. I think if you have a closed mind, then if somebody is rising or executing, You always never put a ceiling on a player. There's never that. You always look for the best in every guy, and you'll see guys all of a sudden. They'll get into a game, and they'll start rising up, and it's easy for them, and they can execute in the moment and in those moments, end quote.
4: Yeah, I mean, obviously, Tyson's looked good, so has a great chance to play. I mean, yeah, this is the preseason, but I think he's done what he can do to uh earn that second string job and just based on how he's played in this preseason um he should be the second string quarterback it does
5: seem that way i mean you, you don't see many quarterbacks at all go out there and have a 17 play drive capped off with a touchdown by them especially tyson we don't know him much as a runner well, i think but he, we, we know he his skill set's going to get better to make him yeah. more mobile especially in chicago because that's what they're Looking he is, he is mobile to in terms to, of
4: moving in the pocket. He's not, right. not going to all of a sudden turn into a 4-5 runner. I mean, that's like just not going to
5: But he happen. goes 9 for 10. He's able to have the two-yard touchdown or three-yard touchdown, whichever it was. He also was able to have a quarterback sneak on a third down and one to push through to extend that drive. So I, I texted you guys as soon as that drive was over. That's a job-saving drive. I truly believe that. I think he'll be on this team. I don't think he'll be practice squad yeah. how things go week three against the Bills if he's able to impress again in his playing time I think he gets the backup if we don't see him too much he might just stay at third string and throughout the season maybe something happens and he becomes backup you, you never know how things fluctuate in those two positions but he's definitely battling for that second spot right now and definitely has a chance to get it
4: yeah. the only uh, thing that PJ Walker truly has over Tyson at this point is the experience, the NFL regular season experience and the fact that he's Play decent at times in the NFL regular season, but based solely on this offseason and what we've seen in the preseason games, Tyson's been the better quarterback. Yeah. I will. yeah. will that carry over into how the Bears make their final decision on second string? I don't know.
3: The last thing I'd say is obviously most of the weekly work, most of the work in the offseason is done away from camera, away from us, off the field, during, or off the playing field during games, during training camp. So we got to take that into account, too. We can look at the games and say, oh, wow, he looks so much better in these games than P.J. Walker does. We don't know how they're but looking. At the end
4: in of the day, it, the game is what matters most. What?
2: Yeah. yeah, I would say that, so. too. Uh, former uh, Shepherd football player Ronnie Brown gets, got some carries. Seven carries, 19 yards, averaging 2.7 a pop. He had the tied for the second most carries in the game behind Patrick Lyard. Nine carries, 20 yards, and then Sean Tucker made took advantage of his carry. Seven carries, 37 yards. Ronnie Brown, seven carries, 19 yards. He also had a catch for four yards. It's obviously an uphill battle, I think, for him to make the team. But I think he could be on the
4: practice squad. Practice squad I think the contender. good thing is, is he got touches. He yeah. didn't get any touches really in that first game against the Steelers. I think he so. had one rush for one yard and one catch for 10 yards. And the other guys that would be – competing for his spot really didn't do anything either. So yeah. if Ronnie can go out in this third preseason game and get touches and do well, um, I think he has a shot to maybe even make the team because I'm really looking at Tampa Bay and I think they have White, who's obviously going to be their first string, maybe Keyshawn Vaughn as their second string, and they really don't have a third or fourth running back that you're like, yeah, that guy's definitely a guy that's gonna make this team. So it is the perfect spot for Ronnie Brown to be in and potentially make the team especially if he can have a great third preseason game and the fact that his touches went up significantly from game one to game two is showing me maybe he's doing better in practice or maybe they're just looking at him and they're like well when we see the explosiveness and everything he has like that's better than Patrick Leard because who's that <laughs>
3: Yeah, hey, I mean, it could just be a situation where the starters played less in this game than they did right. last I mean, game. I mean, I
4: definitely contributed to it. Touches trickle down.
3: But yeah, but yeah. And I'm kind of surprised that we haven't really seen any return touches for Ronnie Brown. Now, maybe... Maybe that was something they tried out in training camp and it didn't work out or something, but he's a great kick returner.
4: The thing is, though, you can't make a team now, I think, as a kick returner because kick return isn't as important as it used to be.
3: And plus,
2: most of them are just going to fair catch the ball and now go out to the 25 and, you know, just... it's. You don't see a lot of them actually taking back returns. The preseason, I think, is the highest amount of returns just because you know you're going to win. Guys are trying to
4: make the team. Yeah, people are trying to win
2: win a job, essentially. Uh, Joey Fisher also got some time, I believe, played 16 snaps. Uh, I mean, obviously, as an undrafted uh, lineman, it's going to be hard for him. But I I think he can at least make a practice squad. I mean, potentially make the 53 man. But uh, we'll talk about... Obviously, the guys from Shepard Moore next week after the final preseason games. That'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll talk Ravens and Commanders preseason action and then uh, MLB. Are the Nats making a late playoff run, according to Colin on the show topics today? We'll talk about that on the other side of this two-minute break. You're tuned into the Sports Mix on Talk Radio,
1: WRNR, TV10.
6: Hi, Kresha Hornby here. Larry DeMarco, broker of Modern Realty Results, believes he has some of the best real estate agents in the eastern panhandle. Agents at Modern Realty Results have years of experience and knowledge of the local real estate market. Agents within the office work as a team to provide quality customer service. We strive to always ensure client satisfaction through handling every transaction with honesty and integrity, all while offering competitive rates. Modern Realty Results is better known and managed. Please call us at 262-4222, modernrealtyresults.com.
0: You're tuned in to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRR 106.5 FM, AM740, and TV10.
2: Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV Ten, brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Stop by 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. Call 304 263 Four three four three. Spencer, Nick, Colin, and Dylan. Happy to have you with us for this Monday, August twenty-first. Talk Commanders, Ravens preseason action tonight. It's Monday Night Football, so no local broadcast for the preseason. Will be nationally televised on ESPN with the new Monday Night Countdown crew, uh, led host or hosted by Scott Van Pelt, who will now this comes out officially today. He will host on-site, obviously, Countdown, and then he'll host Sports Center with SVP live on-site as well. So, that shall be interesting. Huh. I don't know about tonight. I'm assuming they'll be in studio because it's the
4: preseason. Well, the game's in Washington. Also, <laughs> I was, like was going to
2: say, also, even if he was on-site for pregame, he could easily get over to Nebraska Avenue, I believe is where it is, <laughs> in D.C., uh, and <laughs> go to his studio. Uh, but, obviously, we'll see how that that plays out tonight. But uh, not at... Taking a lot from this game. I think if Sam Howell plays, it'll be a drive if that. I mean, the offensive line is not the the brightest spot for the Commanders and they've got some injuries on the line. Logan Thomas out at, at tight end. Um, you know, I just don't know how long the first team's gonna play for the Commanders. I don't I, I think the the defense, if you play the first team defense, they need to continue to show strides. Uh, Nick, your Nick and Dylan, your Ravens take.
4: Well, Tyler Huntley is not going to play, so...
3: Yeah. Lamar
2: Jackson isn't going to play,
3: probably. No. So, I mean, neither like of our be... Pro Bowl quarterbacks are, are playing.
4: So, it looks like uh
3: Josh Streak's Johnson. coming to an end.
4: Well, um, we'll see. Um, Josh Johnson and Anthony Brown are going to play. If uh, you wanted to bet on the streak ending, the Ravens are still favorites tonight, so... Could end tonight, but... Um, How about this? The I'll last say, time I don't really have a whole lot that I'm looking forward to uh, about this game.
2: I've got a stat for you. The last time the Ravens lost a preseason game
4: it was to the Commanders.
2: Uh, is that the stat? Because that's I have no not idea. the one I was going <laughs> to give you. That's where I, th- I had It was a September fourth of twenty fifteen. Lamar Jackson made his collegiate debut September fifth of twenty fifteen.
3: Wow. <laughs> yeah that it's been a while yeah been a while. 2015
4: is terrible
2: yeah year listen
3: the if the team. if the ravens come out and lose tomorrow uh today today yeah, today i'll come in here tomorrow there if the go. ravens lose tonight if they if they win tonight i'll come in here and i'll brag about it and if they lose i'll come in here and i'll say it's preseason who cares if if they if you uh Colin, dylan the will commanders get.
2: win you'll wear collins chase young jersey that's in Berkeley Springs. I don't have it with you. Me.
3: Think I don't have Commanders jerseys? No, Dylan. I have get. a Patrick Ramsey white. That's Washington not Washington. R-, R-, R words uh, <laughs> jersey. Eat, sleep, break the streak. What Are you Brock Lesnar? <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> Greatest streak in sports and sports entertainment ends tonight.
3: That does make the Ravens the Undertaker in this in this analogy. Purple and black. Mm-hmm. It makes sense.
2: All right, we don't have a lot of time to debate this. We've got about two minutes, two and a half minutes left on the show. Uh, but uh, we'll start first with this Nationals news. The Nats have promoted number one prospect Dylan Cruz from single A Fredericksburg to double A uh, Harrisburg, thus skipping high A ball, I believe, in Wilmington. Uh, Cruz will join fellow outfield prospects James Wood and Robert Hassel the third, the top prospects for the outfielder. So it's going to be like the Nats outfield in 2024, late 2024. It's going to be on in Harrisburg this week. Uh, the Nats took the series from the Phillies two one. They won four three last night in the MLB Little League Classic. Uh, they almost lost it, but they did win. Uh, and apparently, the Nats have a shot at the playoffs. I'm still Nats in the Nats in 24. They're going to get back to the playoffs in 2024.
3: They're only eight games back, Spencer. They're coming. They're back. They're here now.
4: Yeah. The time was... is now. The future is now. Spencer, yeah. go all in. Yeah. Bring up Dylan Cruz. Yeah. Bring up James Wood High School. Get Strasburg <laughs> back and go win it all. Yeah. Get Strasburg off the IL. Get him in some rehab starts. It's time. Beltway series this year. It's happening.
3: The Orioles are going on. Yeah, that's that's it. Orioles-Nats yeah. World Series this year. The
4: Orioles yep. took care of business like
2: they should have, except for they had to go to extra innings on Saturday. Is that what I saw? Yeah, it took 10, yeah, 10 he innings. they still scored five innings. It in took 10 innings to beat the worst team in baseball?
3: You guys had to walk Blame up against Fuji. twice. Well, that's because Fuji's a double agent. Uh, yeah. Gunner should have had the cycle last uh, last, uh, last but afternoon. But why get the
4: cycle when you get four extra bases? Yeah, he's
3: just too he's just right. too much of a good teammate. And Kyle Bradish tied for the AL lead in the ERA with Garrett Cole.
2: All right, Commander's Felix pregame. is
4: going to win the Cy Young.
2: Commander's pregame begins tonight, 6 p.m. Kickoff at 8 p.m. We'll have uh, the EPAC All-Access Washington Patriots Edition, 8 p.m. TV, 10 WRNR TV on YouTube. For Dylan Bishop, Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Puis, saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
0: Locally owned, locally operated, and proud to support our local community. Talk Radio WRNR, Martinsburg, Inwood, Berkeley Springs.